What up, Weed and Grub listeners? If you're like us, then you're curious about the all-natural benefits of cannabis and how it can boost your mood, creativity, and overall well-being. That's why we're so excited to tell you about Sweet Life by Quinn. Sweet Life is an alt-cannabis brand that explores cannabinoids found in hemp like Delta-9, Delta-8, and HHC to create unique formulas and experiences. I heard you bend the Q in unique just there. Unique. <laughs> Some of the unique flavors <laughs> I'm looking at right now. Peanut butter marshmallow cookies, dark chocolate cappuccino cookies. What's the one back there? Uh, they've got toffee Oreo. Ooh, let me see that. Orange pistachio. I love a toffee Oreo. Go check everything out at myquinn.com. And one of the cool things about them is that all their products are Farm Bill compliant, meaning that you can buy legally in all 50 states. What if you live in Alabama? Yep. What if you live in Arkansas? Is it a state? If it's a state. Yep. Happiness? You're good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Sweet Life is offering Weed and Grub listeners an exclusive offer for 30% off with code Weed and Grub. Go to myquin.com, that's M Y Q W I N.com, and use code Weed and Grub for 30% off. That's a lot of percent. Get yourself some toffee Oreo. Get yourself some peach rosin. Yep, check out Sweet Life. Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What do you do with those scissors? <laughs> You're holding them. Are you are you feeling menaced? Menaced by scissors? Menaced by my scissor grip? Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to be nefarious with these scissors today, Mike, because we're here to do a really fun thing. Oh, okay. Then quit swinging them at me. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, you have a knife over there. You can brandish that. It's a tiny little box cutter. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Here. You ready? Do you feel emasculated? Totally. Yeah. I'm short. and Yeah. You got a little short, little stubby stubby one uh -huh. in know. this case it definitely is the size <laughs> and that's interesting too because when we custom made our prism bongs for mm -hmm. each other to switch um the boxes arrived and the first thing you said to me was oh my box is bigger than yours it is it's a lot longer <laughs> and bigger so this is appropriate this is so exciting so we uh got these beautiful 3d custom bongs that we secretly designed for each other and we don't know what they look like and we're gonna from prism water bongs yep um so the cool thing is you go on their model builder and then you can pick every single piece of your water pipes and custom make them for you or for somebody to uh point scissors at you as a gift for, and for someone you love come on for someone you love <laughs> i don't want to you know and yeah it's so cool because when you go in you choose the beaker and the downstem and the mouthpiece and the percolator and all that kind of stuff and you can put together like super elaborate bongs with multiple pieces or you can go kind of simple and so i'm really interested to see what we each went with because i had a really hard time designing this for you oh really yes i also i had a very easy time but then i realized one of the things that i did would not have suited you it would have suited me uh -huh. and so i had to reconfigure the whole bong on the fly uh -huh. because i was building it for myself and i realized that that's not your consumption it was covered in hockey sticks <laughs> You're like, she'll love it. She's Canadian. She's great. Uh, what do you think? Should it stay at my place? I, I'm so excited for you to open yours because, well, I'll tell you the story once once you see it. Oh, okay. I'll tell you my okay. story too. I'm going to crack into mine. Wait. So if um, it's addressed to you, is that for me? If it's a, yeah. Okay. That's right. Wait, don't dox me either. I just realized our addresses are on these. Oh, no, it's just your address, not mine. Oh, I'm, that's right. I don't, don't tell anyone where I live. <laughs> how, <laughs> how did I become our P.O. box? I don't know. We need to probably get a real P.O. box, although they're kind of expensive, I think. I don't know. I've been giving out my address in our DMs, I think, like dozens of times at this point. I don't think it matters Your anymore. phone number is all over L.A. with those lost yak flyers. Oh, yeah. That was uh, one of the first things that I learned about you was that you... Uh, like to play elaborate public pranks. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just put that in a uh, packet for Fallon and um, I didn't get the job. Someone really talented did, but I was really happy to like be like, yo, check this out, Fallon. Wouldn't it be fun if you put lost yak flyers all over New York and strangers called and texted in, you played them on the air? Uh huh. Wouldn't that be a fun thing? Did he take the idea? Uh, I hope he doesn't, but I'm so glad to say about it on here. Yeah. Because did you see- Timestamp for- uh, I'm uh, about to pull my bong. Oh, shit. Okay. I, uh, I've i just opened mine and I've already winner, winner, chicken dinner. I don't know if this was part of your design, but I got two Sour Punch candies and oh. some Twizzlers. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, and the thing that says thank you. And then you. there is this lovely little card. Congrats on your new prism piece and welcome to the prism fam. Now break in your new piece and enjoy the sugar high. 
Uh, I don't want anyone to not watch this while I take too long. I'm so sorry. Everyone. Okay, well, why don't I go? Because I'm I'm a little closer to actually unwrapping than you are, maybe. There's a lot of squeaking. I know. Sorry about that, too. Yeah. But okay. look at this. Well-packaged. Okay. That's great. I love a well-packaged. I love... Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to have to dial all this squeaking down. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. We could just cut this part. Yeah, we should just cut we'll two. Just, we'll just cut two. That's okay. I'm not going to worry about this. Is there this. a million basketball <laughs> players playing right now? That's what it sounds like. It's like a million sneakers on the court. It oh also my God. reminds me of that thing that you posted on our story with the McDonald's bags, <laughs> which was so wild. They it was Somebody ordered three uh, chocolate chip cookies from McDonald's through Postmates, and they gave them every size bag down to the cookie bag and put all three cookies in there. You had to know that that, that, that was an elaborate prank on the part of that McDonald's worker. Hell yes. Um, so these are packaged so carefully and beautifully because these are delicate pieces. Ooh, okay, we're at the mouthpiece. Okay. Or no, are we at the bowl? The bowl. Okay. Mine is a beautiful, I'm going to call this um, I think, wait. Sage. This might be yours. Nope. That's that's it. That's okay, the one good. that I designed for you. Okay. Okay. So yours is like a what is that periwinkle? Periwinkle. Ooh, and I love it because it has a, it has a uh, deep deep well for a bunch of flower and a little pull. Periwinkle. Nice touch. All okay. right. Good. 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 And I've got a down stem here that is uh, a similar color. Sort of. I love this that you chose this for me because um, one of my favorite things is milk glass. Do you know about like green milk glass? I've never heard of milk glass. It's this. It's literally this exact color. This that is opaquey, of... milky. Mm -hmm. mm. This is beautiful. Oh, I'm doing good on it. Yeah, so I love these colors. Okay. Oh shit! This is awesome. Are you shitting me? I'm so excited for you to. I'm just gonna hold off. You're gonna while hold. You I'm open. going yeah. first. Good. Yeah. Don't make me wait. This is crazy. I have never done an unboxing before. And I've also never done an unboxing for a gift from someone. So, and I've what never. What do you mean you've never done all. an unboxing? I've never opened anything in my life <laughs> this on, is on camera. <laughs> Not on camera. I open things all the time. Oh no. This is okay. Here we go. It's uh, Mary Jane. This is gorgeous. Yeah. It's the, holy. So the, I had shit. such a hard time designing for you because of all of the different components that are available, and I felt like overwhelmed by choices. And so finally, I just hopped on their IG. And I saw this exact piece on their Instagram, and I was like, that's the one. So I copied someone else's design for this you. This is amazing. It's exactly what I'm into, down to like the center piece that connects the top to the bottom being like that golden bronze. Yeah. That shimmering golden bronze. And I love purple. Purple is my number one color. I love the simplicity of all of the, oh. you know, the design too. It's just so classic and clean. Look at this base. Yeah. It's, it looks like a mushroom top. I'm going to open mine now. Please. I'm just going to like look at this in awe. Damn, Mary Jane. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Prism. Damn. Thank you so much. Yo, go to Prism. Weed and Grub 10 for 10% off your Prism bong. Weed and Grub 10. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I can already see the colors of this. are Oh, beautiful. Oh, my God. Mike, this yeah. is so fucking thoughtful. I think what's really cool about this as you open it is that we both went very different directions because we got it for each other. And yeah. so mine and yours are very different. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay. The beaker, classic, like simple beaker with um, mushrooms and weed leaves and clouds and then this connector. I think that's tie-dye mm -hmm. is the color. A mushroom mouthpiece. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love it. It's beautiful. Look, we have new pieces for our studio. These are gorgeous. Pedicast Studios. Damn. Thanks, wow. Mary Jane. I feel like you nailed it for me. Thank you. I yeah. feel like you nailed it for me. These are fucking great. These are yeah. going to occupy a place of prominence. This is going right on my desk. <laughs> These are amazing. Go beautiful. to Prism um waterpipes.com use code weed and grub 10 for 10 percent off make a pipe for yourself treat yourself well get a piece i'm all about pieces yeah you know what i mean like whether it's a sneaker or a piece of clothing or a piece of like smoking equipment like get yourself a piece treat yourself and the cool thing about this is you could order you know whatever piece you want and then you could order like multiple colors of the down stems or bowls or mouth like whatever it is and mix and match it's fucking cool damn well that's a good way to start the day yeah thanks everyone thanks <laughs> and we're back from unwrapping and unboxing our beautiful prison bongs. <laughs> Stone, I'm, I'm making shorthand for solutions and calling it salute. Salute. Oh, man. Um, 
How's it going, Mike? I'm high. Yeah. I'm having a great time. Good. Yeah. I hit um before this uh well, before we get to our guest. Yeah. I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you do a bong rep? Yeah, it is. Hopefully. From especially one filled with a club soda. I feel like there are people who a bong rep would not make high probably because they're tolerant. Maybe our guests will will weigh in about whether or not a bong rep gets her high. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely me, gets me toasty. Yeah. Toastios. I wrote something down. Sorry to change the subject. Can sure. I can I tell you about what I wrote down because it bothered me? Yeah, absolutely. I was doing a stand-up show and it was in Edinburgh. And um, people in the crowd, I, I was doing well. People were laughing, like the job <laughs> details. Mm-hmm. But any instead of laughing, some motherfuckers kept snapping at jokes. Mm-hmm. And it was driving me fucking crazy. Because it's not like they weren't having a good time, but you don't snap at comedy. That is oh. an inappropriate sound situation. You feel like that's reserved for like beatniks, jazz clubs, you yeah. know? Yes, except... When I brought it up to you previously, mm-hmm. you made a very good point that made me fe- rethink my position. Did I talk about misophonia? Yes. And, and like the auditory sort of like assault that clapping can be for some people? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so I learned about that. But then I thought like, fuck you. What if I'm in an arena? Like, are you not going to like, what if I'm performing in an arena? Am I going to ask everyone to snap because of um, some kind of well, sound nobody, disorder? It's, like snapping is never going to replace clapping. I hope not. It, it's just like a like I, I feel like especially in a small space some Sometimes, you know, that auditory assault, especially if like you're really stoned, it can be a lot, you know, clapping. Yeah. Do you know about how um, the deaf community um, claps? Their applause is that they like just move their hands rapidly. Like they, they, they do this. And I've always really liked that. I would that would make me think I was bombing. If everyone was waving their hands at you, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, maybe not great for comedy. Maybe not great for comedy, <laughs> but but also good to learn a little bit of sign language. Yeah, I believe that I'm right. I hope I'm not making up a lie. How would you feel if you were on stage and you got snapped at, snapped uh, with? Oh, I mean, I mean, I get snapped at every day, Mike. To be honest, walking down the street, people snap at me. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, um, I would feel <laughs> construction workers fine about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they're real snappers. That bunch, those construction workers, that just won't give it up. The contract is if I do my job and people do their job, then that means laughter and and swirl is happening. Mm-hmm. We're in a agreement together. And whether if you have a really weird laugh, stay home. Oh, because that ruins it. And if you snap, stay home. Oh, wow. You're so like, stay what I need home. is someone Don't go to scream. see Mike's comedy. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to submit an audition tape to come to see my fucking Holy shows. Holy shit. You have Good to show me that. your different varieties of laughter and your clap. I love a recognizable laugh. Fascinating. Yeah, you're against it, huh? I am. Jesus, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought getting high was supposed to, to make you nicer. <laughs> yeah, that's like, so don't true. fucking snap and don't laugh. Oh man, I'm well, a monster. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is <laughs> what's up, Mary Jane. How's it going, Mike? Great. This is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, culture, cooking, calling shit out, and clapping, and clapping, and not snapping. No. Not wow. at all. Well, and chaos a I, little bit, because our guest today has seen a big chaotic swirl in the past little bit. Our guest is an agent of chaos currently on ABC, and yeah. I want to hear all about it. What's up, Rachel Wolfson? Um, I know how I would feel about that situation if okay. it happened to me. Yes, let's and, hear it. And maybe it had? I would snap. Yo. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, you know how long I've been sitting here waiting to say that? <laughs> I was going to snap. I was about to snap. Um, but... I learned a lot by listening, mm-hmm. and at first, I was like, you know what, Glazer, I feel exactly how Glazer feels. I actually have performed to a deaf crowd, which, um, yeah. Is... Did you have like an ASL person? No, <laughs> there was not one there. Um, great audience, though. Uh, great show, but yeah. I didn't realize that they were deaf mm-hmm. uh, until like midway through my set. And that was just a great interaction. Uh, I, I, it was for me. uh, I don't know if it was. But wait, you were booked to perform a comedy show for a deaf audience? It wasn't a deaf show. It was at a weed, it was at a dispensary and it was in Palm Desert. And some of the customers, um, I think there was like two or three, they were deaf. And they were also there for the comedy show. And I was like, thank you for thank you for supporting live comedy. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was great. It was a good time. Wow. That's yeah, I was totally awesome. hitting on him. I don't know if he heard me, but. You got it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I got him to laugh. I don't know if he heard a word I said, but yeah, laughter transcends. You don't even. 
Oh, you that's know? beautiful. Yeah. Laughter does transcend. So, but there, but I thought it was interesting because, you know, I never thought about the way that you said clapping might affect someone negatively. And then I thought, oh, I react that way to fireworks and balloons popping. Yeah. So I definitely have sympathy for people who may not, um, who may find that sound triggering. Also to speak on, um, I love seeing ASL uh, sign languagers at comedy shows. Yeah. And they're becoming rock stars themselves. If you've seen some of them at the uh, concerts and some, you know, different artists. Like are signing using Lizzo them. and shit. Oh my God. Uh. They, I like, Watching the the I don't know what is it an ASL interpret I don't know mm-hmm. what the gets me hyped I was like oh I love that you know that's it's so cool the I love that you can more it's becoming more inclusive for people to enjoy things that they wouldn't normally be able to enjoy because of the lack of um, support so and also like just appealing to the yeah the people who uh, like. I was just reading that um, a lot of millennials and Gen Z um, are using the closed caption, mm-hmm. um, you know, to watch everything. And I've always watched stuff with captions because I grew up, my dad was really hard of hearing. Yeah. Not totally deaf, but it was just like a thing that I, I always had in our house. I will only like, read because yeah. I'm a writer. So for me, I it is important to hear it. But like, I love seeing how it's written yeah. on the captions. Like, so yeah, I think that's interesting too. Because you get to like read the screenplay. I just watched the new White Lotus the other night, and I had the captions. On I watched. I, like, I watched so many shows on captions. Yeah, as a writer, I'm like because I like reading, seeing the dialogue. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's fucking awesome. That's because you, you're right. I mean, because we're writers, we're, such, we're we're horny for writing. Yeah, <laughs> you. I mean, your evolution. So the first time. Oh, can uh, I just say I was I was sitting on the couch yesterday, and I was like, you know, one, I'm so proud of you guys, and how relentless you've been with this podcast because I think I was one of your first guests if not the first guest Uh and I was like Matt just so you know I was the first guest on this podcast and this podcast has been to South by Southwest it has been all over I think the world now have you guys taken it to we're working on the world yeah but like you guys have gone all over the country um are in some of the biggest magazines have been written up by Forbes and I was like see that's what happens when you have me on your podcast. It's all <laughs> yes. me. No, I'm just kidding. So I'm I'm just I want to throw you guys some flowers. I'm so Thanks. stoked for you guys. Thank this you. is a great podcast. And hell yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Rachel. That means so much. You were one of our first guests at my apartment in yes. East Hollywood. Yes. And you rolled up something in an, <laughs> in a paper that was um was it a hundred dollar bill? It was like these papers that I had gotten that were like, yeah, that I was like who knows how poisonous this ink is, but it is so cool. It like, is cool. This was before regulation. <laughs> <laughs> we had such a good time. I was like, the, it says $100, but these cost five. So <laughs> that's concerning. <laughs> but still, it was, it's a good party favor. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. And since then, I mean. We've all come pretty far, eh? Does There's anyone want? So much has happened. I'm good. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to wait. smoke out of this prison yeah. bong the whole time. It. Yeah. I thought you said prison. Prism. 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 Okay, first, I was like, wow. Like a rainbow. Okay. I was like, first off, um, there's something wrong with prison bongs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Unless, I especially if you're exist, Tommy Chong, right? But I bet they exist. Oh, yeah, that's right. He went to prison. Yeah. That's right. But anyways. Yeah. So no, I prism. like prism bong. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, Fun. that was so crazy. Take yeah. Fucking time for a bong. Yeah. Do you feel like you're blowing up? Um, I feel like I'm blowing smoke. Word. Yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know. What is blowing up? Like dreams coming true. Uh, I being think a family is feud. <laughs> I mean <laughs> um knowing what Steve Harvey smells like, which is what sex should smell like. Whoa. Um, just a fun fact. Hot. Yeah. I was Hot. like when I smelled him, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is what it should be like after um, love making. He is one of my heroes. We've gotten in fights about me oh. trying to explain how amazing he is at comedy and yeah. about a legend, legend he is in the industry. Legend, legend, legend. Um um, you know, I feel like I am, um, I'm ascending in a way, like I'm, 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 I'm not going backwards. I'm just going forward. I don't know what that means. I feel like we're all going forward in <laughs> yeah, time, yeah. And, but I feel like in terms of my career, I'm going forward. Yeah. You're not spinning your wheels. No. Everything you do is moving you to the next thing. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm climbing the mountain. You Got broke it. through mainstream. I want to give you flowers. Yeah. Congratulations you. on going from weed influencer, one of the first <laughs> weed influencers, to breaking through Thank the mainstream, you. holding on to the roots, but growing beyond weed itself. It's yeah. fucking cool. So Thank flowers you. back to you. What a Thank good way you. to say it, Mike, because you've never left the con the community behind. Mm, like you've no. always wrapped it into what you do and who you are and who you rep. Yeah. Um, well, one, I think... Well, thank you both. I, I love and respect both of you and in comedy, cannabis, writing and everything um, you guys are doing. So the respect and admiration is mutual. And two, I think a big thing for me has always been authenticity. And one thing, you know, you can ask anyone who knows me from any aspect of my life, college, middle school, you know, um, up until now, you know, that one, it's like where Rachel is, there's the weed. You know, mm -hmm. not too far behind. But yeah, I, I I will never leave behind the weed community. I'll always respect cannabis. I will always support cannabis. And um, yeah, that's always been something that will, I think, be a part of me. Have you have you like bumped up against it at all as you've like gone on to the sort of like life where now you have representation and sort of more mainstream facing stuff like have you had an agent or a manager or anyone suggest to you that you like disassociate like distance yourself from it at all only the wrong ones I yeah. would say only yeah. the people who don't see the value don't believe um in what I'm selling or 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 what I'm about so I think some people have an opinion about it um my thing has always been you know certain people from all walks of life have had opinions about um you know my promotion of weed incorporating it into my pictures um you know the content i make the jokes i write um a persona i live online but for me it's always been like it's never hurt me and look at some of the most successful people tommy chong um some of the biggest comedians right in the world, you know, look at Joe Rogan smoked a blunt with Elon Musk. That's where mm -hmm. we are. And regardless of how you feel about them politically or culturally, the fact that the biggest podcaster in the world is with one of the richest mans in the world, man in the world, smoking a blunt on one of the, you know, biggest podcasts that tells you where we're at, I think. And, yeah. and what cannabis does and 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 how it can affect someone's career it's it's not the cannabis that's affecting your the career it's it's the person and that you know and that's Wait. with anything right <laughs> yeah um it has always been kind of a i think when people talk about pigeonholing um you know i've in the back of my mind there's always been an, a voice what's like oh yeah i don't want to be just seen as a weed person because one, that's not a negative thing, but for me, I am not just a weed person. It is a part of me. It's a part of my life. It's a, I'm proud of it, but it's just an eighth of my personality. That's Boom. what I say. Hey. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Do you have a lighter? Uh, Thank you. Here we go. I'm going to dive into this oh, prison bone. Uh, here, you might want this one, but. That is the one. Oh, here we go. I don't want you lighter to set spot. yourself on fire. So oh, well, that would be hilarious. You were in Jackass. <laughs> yes, Speaking I, of I lighting myself on fire. <laughs> Good transition. As, as Mike does his bong nice. rip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't let yourself on bong fire. Bong rip to that. Uh, how did, like, let's hear it. How did, how did this come about? Okay. Um. So basically, you know, as you know, like I've been posting online for years. I started stand up in 2016. I've been, you know, working in weed. Gosh, I don't know, since maybe like 2014 or so and maybe 2015 and um started stand up in 2016 probably um you know pretty quickly when I started stand up I started getting taken on the road like Felipe Esparza started um taking me on the road I all the while was working on my stand up being at the mics every night posting memes um one day I get booked on a show at the Laugh Factory, I had a good set. Uh, I think they posted my clip in 2018 or so. Um, and then it was around 2019 that when they like, or sorry, they posted my clip and I think it was like 2018 or I don't know when exactly. Could be 2019. What is time? <laughs> Either way, they posted one of my clips. It was my OJ Simpson joke. I got like 15,000 followers. It got millions of views. And I started noticing that like bigger followers had you know like more famous people had been following me bigger comedians whatever 
We got to hear the joke too. Um, we can play it. I don't. <laughs> it's better to see it than. Can we it. shout out your mom for it? Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, shout out. It's about my mom. Yeah, uh, who there is, we go. Who is uh, who is famously O.J. Simpson's judge for his robbery case that happened in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So that c- joke went. Uh, I went. I don't know viral, but it, it did really well. And uh, short story long. Um, it was spring of 2019. I get a message. And by the way, for a while, I'd noticed like Johnny Knoxville had started liking a bunch of my posts. Like it was like I only posted jokes. A lot of it was like dick jokes, butt joke, you know, like very <laughs> jackass humor. I've always, Funny been, shit. Like, always been like a 10 year old boy. Um, wise. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know. And and so I, w- I was uh, – it was spring. I was going through a breakup. I was like, you know, early 30s, just like one of those days where I wake up and like I'm face down in my bed and I'm just like questioning my trajectory, like, you know, thinking I'm such a loser and just like, you know, what am I doing? One of those days and I opened mm-hmm. my Instagram and I had a DM from Johnny Knoxville and I was like, what? And I read it <laughs> <laughs> And it was like, hey, um, uh, what's your number? I want to call you. I want to ask you about a project or something to see if you're like interested in something. And I was like, am I being pranked? Uh-huh. Right. Like what? Yeah. And so did you have did you have any um, thought for a moment that it might be like a, I don't know, like nefarious intentions rather than like work related, or did um, it just seem like it was going to be cool right the away? The reason why I didn't is because the DM came through in like business hours. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, what a For great sure. call. Yeah. It wasn't like yeah. it was like too early to be creepy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's like it awesome. was like mm, before noon. Only, yeah, like I've I don't even think I've had my cup of coffee. Like I just feel like yeah. So I love that. Yeah, it was like business hours and so I gave him my number and he calls me and I'm on the phone with Johnny Knoxville and he explains to me that it's the twentieth anniversary since Jackass came out and um um you know, they're, they want to know if I want to come, you know, work on this like anniversary special. And again, I didn't know what they meant by like, come, you know, if this is something I would be interested in, but all I was thinking was like, oh my God, I hope it's jackass, like whatever it is. And I just said, yeah, I'm down to meet with you guys. So I, I go in for a meeting like a couple weeks later with him and Jeff Tremaine. It's just the three of us. And I'm like, just waiting for like something to explode. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm just like the whole time. I'm like, I can't believe, like, I just can't believe that any of this is happening right the chair sends you through the ceiling or I'm something. just like I'm just like on edge just like you know just worried about my butthole the whole time you know <laughs> just like any anything we would all be concerned about mm-hmm. and the meeting lasted five minutes it was the quickest meeting it was just like hey we're shooting you know the fourth installment um would you want to come play with us holy moly that's what they said to me mm-hmm. and I was like um yeah (laughs) but I didn't ask any questions I wasn't like I I was just like hey if you guys have any like writing sessions before then I'd love to be a part of that because I was thinking they would maybe want me as a writer I don't know sure yeah um because you know jackass is all guys yeah pretty much so it was that was spring and we were supposed to shoot late summer and then it got pushed back to December. This is December 2019. So I show up to set. We had a cast dinner before this by the way. And so I was there and it was a bunch of people. It was like all uh it was pretty much like Spike Jones, uh Wee Man, I think uh Knoxville's there. Uh the executive producers Tremaine was there. And a bunch of us new cast members. Um, Poopsie, et cetera. Poop, yeah, Poopies was there. Um, they had Courtney and Natalie were there. Um, and uh, Zach was there. So it was like, we had we didn't know the, the, the new cast. None of us had any idea what was going on. I didn't even know that there was going to be a new cast. I didn't even know. So we're all just kind of like feeling it out. But like, it was a good dinner. And so. <laughs> hold, hold, please. This is a food and weed podcast. Yeah. Are we talking manicotta? By the way, Are Spike talking- Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, Dinner with Spike Jones. That's um, come on. It was the pl- it was um, in Ventura's that French restaurant, Le Petit Le Petit. Um, Trois? 
No. It, it was it's at Ventura's right across from Steamer Cleaner. Shout out to Ariana Baseri. Um, Heck yeah, friend of the show. It's uh, if you pull it's it her up, birthday today. Is it? That's Happy so crazy. birthday to her. Happy yeah. birthday. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wild. If you can, if you pull it up, it's on Ventura. I could tell you, it was that restaurant. It was really good. It was just like Ventura uh, Jackass dinner. It's not gonna. That's not. It's not gonna be in. Have you used Google before? Mike? <laughs> it's not gonna be in. It's not. It's not news. <laughs> this is the first time anyone would know. Uh, that would be terrifying if Google actually worked it was, like I that. Think it's like pictures, just yeah. Google French restaurant Ventura um, Sherman Oaks. Bet. Okay. Um. It, but it's Le, Le Petit Cafe. Le, yeah, I think it's that or Great. something. Great. Well, it's good food. Yeah. Yeah. It was French. It's like a. Fr- it's like French steak. You know Ooh. how or like a French restaurant mm-hmm. so then we show up for a test shoot and again i don't even know what a test shoot is i've never booked a movie before i've never been on a real mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and uh and i show up it's the first day it's everyone it's like steve-o wee man pontius knoxville um spike the whole gang the whole gang wow. um I'm on a set. I'm on a jackass set. And um, again, like, I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. But I was coming from a place of like, I'm just down. So whatever they ask, you know. Um, and basically, we ha- I like I think I I had a really good couple of moments and they they noticed that um, there was good chemistry between the new cast and the the OGs. So. That's awesome. Did you drive there in your car practicing saying welcome to Jackass (laughs) in your head to like really get the line right? Because, uh, you know, I did. uh, That's Knoxville's line, you know? Yeah. But I did get my own. Hi, I'm Rachel Wilson and this is Scorpion Botox. So I got like I got to do an intro, which was really cool. How did they how did they come up with the concept of that first off and then how did they sort of present it to you were you part of like generating the idea or did they just come to you and say this is what we're gonna are you down um no it was like it was just like hey show up to this date there was no conversation about what i would be doing um i had gotten feedback from someone who worked on set that was like like be down like volunteer and i was like oh yeah that's what i'm here for i thought you know like Mm -hmm. i'm here to participate um, I was nervous, but like it wasn't I was just like I trusted them comedically. Mm. I was like, these are comedic geniuses, <laughs> um, you know, and we'll just figure it out. So it wasn't until so so that was just the test shoot. But like they kept having me come back, which is a good sign. They like you. And then like we shot one more day. Which was the actual like first day, not test shoot, but like a real shoot day. And that was March. And then they shut down because of COVID. Fuck. So for Man. a while there, I'm thinking I'm filming a movie. You know, this is like huge. And then COVID hit. And then production shut down for like nine months. And then stand up got taken away. And then I ended up moving back in with my parents. So to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe we should cut that. It's okay to say. <laughs> well, we already talked about the OJ thing. But Never the, mind. <laughs> but the thing is, is like it was like the highest of high. Like yeah. I. Yeah, I in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, I just booked a movie like I I like I'm working with Spike Jones, my first movie. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Mm -hmm. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. To oh, I don't even know if I'm going to get a call back. Wow. Wild, 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 wild. So you're in Vegas. You you've moved back in with your folks who I, I think you like. Right. It seems like you guys all really dig each other when you post pictures of like your life with your fam and your sis. Yeah. (laughs) We're definitely sorry. Talking about parents, I get caught up too. Yeah, I just had therapy yesterday. I did some coughing. I had therapy today. Hey, nice trauma cough. Are you healed? They said I'm perfect, and I'm getting a certificate in the mail that says you're complete. I wish therapy was like a tune-up at the fucking auto Mm -hmm. shop where they just you're you they fix the thing and you walk out of there until the next time it breaks down you know nice yeah like when you're in the green room and you're about to go on and the therapist just comes in for five minutes (laughs) just tunes out down the anxiety you know gives you a quick tune up but my parents and i are in a really good place we're in the best place they've been i i attribute that to age and cbd and (laughs) for your folks as well my my mom specifically Mm -hmm. um 
you know, she she has found CBD and, and gummies to be a part of her nightly regimen to help her sleep because she has trouble sleeping and it's changed her life. Um, my parents have like softened with age as they were very strict growing up um, and very hard on me about the cannabis um, usage as they called it self-medicating. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a while there, I was like their drug addict daughter in a sense. Um, and that has completely shifted obviously with, with time. Yeah. Great. Cause that's a bummer. Yeah. That's a fucking bummer. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. So, um, and we're just, yeah, that was, that was like a saving grace to have like, you know, um, a family that was able to take me and my boyfriend, we moved back in and started our relationship in my parents' house. Um, by the way, your stand up right now is great. We'll get to it. But like. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good foundational building block. Like if you can tolerate your partner in the presence of your parents, mm. it's like a that's very meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, then when I move in with them, you know, I'm not the I left my home. I left their house when I was 17 and I got sent to a lockdown in Utah and then I moved away ever since. So I haven't lived with them since I was 17 years old. And here I am at 33 at this point you know, moving back in. And here we are as adults We're, you know, essentially the parent dynamic has shifted and we're more friends and roommates, you know, so. I think that's a really hard transition too. Yeah. Especially for parents to make because they saw you since before you were born, right? Mm-hmm. So props to your parents too for like yeah. transitioning into like seeing you as a person. Oh, I'm very, very like proud of them and just like how they have fully transitioned to like supporting me and and really just you know um coming around i guess yeah did they go to the jackass premiere with you i brought them yes i did and (laughs) they walked the red carpet with me my dad full-on embarrassed me as it went full dad mode was just like cutting off the press with selfies and like (laughs) i'm like dad there's professional photographers right there but you know just had to get that with his dad flip is he oh, have a- just like <laughs> full on you know thumb slightly like, in the bottom we, corner we could have a beautiful picture. getty image right here which would get us all verified on twitter for at least the next year yes <laughs> or we could just have the picture with your arm in it <laughs> <laughs> this actually is a perfect transition into our news story that i picked for this week oh perfect yeah okay. since we're talking about uh parents and adults and kids right now well let me set it up and shout out our sponsor sweet life by quinn sweet life is an alt cannabis brand that explores cannabinoids found in hemp like delta 9 delta 8 and hhc to create unique formulas and experiences sweet life offers so much of what you love about cannabis and all their products are farm bill compliant meaning you can buy legally in all 50 states so go to my quinn myqwin.com and use code weed and grub for 30 percent off thanks quinn yeah, I'm eating the peanut butter marshmallow cookies right now because they help me sleep. And also Mary Jane can't eat them, which means they're all for me. <laughs> all the peanut butter products are for you. But then I get to eat the melon and raspberry and banana and toffee and pistachio and dragon fruit and coconut and all the other flavors that they have. Wow. So I win. <laughs> God damn. This uh, ad is a contest. Yeah. <laughs> all this is everything with us. I know. 30% off. This is uh, our news story from the Grubble Gazette. What do you got this week? This one's from High Times. Okay. Uh, written by AJ Harrington. Okay. And it's... It's a Nazca human sacrifice victim used psychedelics before death. Whoa. So they just found the remains of this Nazca child. Mm-hmm. And let me How pull do you spell it. Nazca? N-A-Z-C-A. Okay. Sounds like a weed brand. I need yeah. Be a good weed. Well, they sacrifice children, so maybe. Maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> okay. So researchers found this Nazca or Nazca ritual site in Peru, dug it up, found a child sacrifice pulled one of the hairs from the head of that child. And then it turns out that within that hair, they found uh, psychedelics. So before the kid was sacrificed, they gave it psychedelics. Or he it took mescaline specifically Wild. for the ritual. What a rotten time. And this is why psychedelics should be legal. Yes. yes. I'm saying. <laughs> oh. That's so interesting. Yeah. I Like the, the idea that like I think – and in, in, I mean, I don't know anything about this particular culture, but like there, I think in some places it was like an honor to be the sacrificial mm-hmm. victim. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this kid went well, willingly. Real ego death. Yeah. Super exactly. death. Yeah. <laughs> it, they, they, they were around from 100 BC to 800 AD. Wow. Um, and the burial site sounds really cool. There's a lot of um, 
people that they found in it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just think it's interesting that like psychedelics and death psychedelics and death are continually tied together whether it's 100 bc or whether it's 2024 today i mean it's the thing that's helped me process any kind of deaths in my life the most it's been like like a big dose of mushrooms and understanding that everything is connected yeah that really helps me isn't it like right before you die your brain releases a chemical that's very similar to dmt Mm -hmm. yeah I've never tried DMT, but that's on my list as well. But I, I just like, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't want to be a part of a human sacrifice. Like, and also I've never sure? been invited. Um, but I, <laughs> we I could just arrange like, it. Well, I mean, I just know? don't think you should knock things till you try them. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Because it like honestly depends on the human. Yeah. Like on the human being sacrificed mm-hmm. and the one doing the sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. And what is it for? I think that's the thing. I think that you're just being close minded, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And so uh, I also want to shout out Rainer Bussman, the professor at the Department of Ethnobiology at the Institute of Botany at Ilya State University in Tbilisi, Georgia. Whoa, Yo, your business card is a real long. school. <laughs> what a <laughs> fucking Sorry. mouthful. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Like, we're going to have to see the credit. I think station. ethnobotany, though, that is like straight up one of the coolest jobs in the world. That's I what I was going to ask I if you know what it is. An, I have a friend who's an ethnobotanist. Shout out Nate. I didn't understand what it was when I met him and he had mm-hmm. to like really explain it to me. But he basically travels the world looking at plants and how they interact with cultures. And he specifically had a focus on psychedelics oh, so cool. in tribal communities. And um, he had spent a lot of time in South America working with various um groups of people who use psychedelics as part of their rituals but it's like it's the combination of um it's the intersection of like plants and culture basically ethnobotany ethnobotany i believe i don't know maybe producer mark can tell me if i'm wrong no (laughs) i always look at the door to see if like mark's got a correction um if you want to learn more about this news story (laughs) go to the journal of archaeology science december 2022 issue that's so interesting what a cool thing to get in the mail you get the New December 22 issue of Journal of Archaeological Science, and there's a a child sacrifice psychedelic study in it. And Yeah. And you were relating this to our talk about parents because of the, uh, oh, because the child is involved. Yeah. Child, children and trauma. Yeah. Things like that. It felt like a perfect segue into a news story. Awesome. Um, So I'm glad your parents didn't sacrifice you. Yeah. They kind of. Maybe they did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) True. I feel like everyone hated my news story. I liked it. What? No. I feel like everyone got awkward because it's about killing I a mean, kid. We are here to sacrifice you. Um, oh shit! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, truly, I was like, I, I did personally killing. hate it. I thought it was interesting. I do too. Um, yeah, I think. Oh, you just think I hate it? Do you hate it? No, I, I think love in it. American culture, we sacrifice children on pharmaceuticals, and that's our way of doing it. It's mm-hmm. just more of a slow process. Yeah. I was never on anything growing up, but I always thought that I always look back when I do with the idea of like, I wonder if I was on a pill or two, things would have been different in in a good way. But Mm. I don't know. I just don't have the right answer, of course. But you weren't medicated. I was not, except for weed. uh, I was like a fucking drug dealer when I was a kid. Like I, the power I held with the Adderall prescriptions that I had and I just didn't even realize like I could have been the coolest kid in middle school and I did not take advantage because I took I actually took my medication (laughs) but yeah did they help um uh I don't know I mean I don't I don't know I I honestly like I feel like it's like I've blacked out a lot of my childhood because I was on serious like tranquilizers ADHD medications all that stuff do you was weed like relief from some yeah. of those? Well, I I was on pharmaceuticals till like early twenties, and then I started smoking weed when I was nineteen, and then I came off for pharmaceuticals in my mid twenty or early twenties. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's obviously helped. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I have a. Can I tell a personal story, please? Since we're on that topic, please. okay. Um, we talked about it a little on here, but I'm on some shit, and I stopped taking it in Edinburgh. Because I just forgot. And by doing cold turkey on pharmaceuticals, I lost my fucking mind. Oh, yeah. That's not recommended. When it I ain't came recommended. Off, I, I, like, I came off with the, like, I tapered down with, like, the medical guide. Because I'm like, if I'm going to come off of it, then I want to do it the right way. Because some of the medications I was on, I was on a specific medication called Lamictal. And if you come off of it right away, you can break out in a deadly body rash. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, 
I you have to like if you're going to come off of it, which I when here's my thing on weed. There are people in weed who are like we plants over pills, plants over pills, no matter what, you know, like if you, uh, you know, like pharmaceuticals, bad, bad, bad. I don't agree with that. I'm like, find what works for you. Um, weed is, weed has been a blessing in my life, but for some people it's a nightmare and I would never want to like medic, I I would never like medically advise someone to come off something or like not take something that works for them because that's where, that's how I feel. And sometimes it's a combination of all of those things. Like sometimes, you know, the the boost Mm -hmm. of the plant medicine, you know, can interact with your, whatever your prescriptions are in a really great way for some people. Yeah. And it was like for a while I was using weed as well as taking pharmaceuticals but I just um I just got to a place in my life where I was like I kind of want to like deal with like what's under what I'm suppressing if it's something that I can like address with therapy versus pharmaceuticals yeah because I wanted to at least give myself the chance to like approach it that way I've never had any prescriptions. I get, I got a PTSD diagnosis um, a long time ago now, like 15 years ago, I think at this point, but I've never been prescribed anything that I actually wanted to take. So I've never, you know, really been on any kind of regimen, but just actually today, right before this, I was talking to my therapist. I recently got a ketamine protocol mm. and she was like, I'm so excited for you to try that and oh, see how I, that I'm actually works. how you feel about yeah it's a four week um i'll I'll report back definitely for sure on here because i'm really because i have like a pretty significant level of anxiety and um look at your arm and i yeah i know i'm like grabbing myself talking about it so i'm just really interested to see how that works because weed works great Mm -hmm. but also sometimes it can i can isolate myself when i get you know like it'll actually increase my want my desire to be by myself Mm -hmm. and that's not always what i need to like break out of anxiety Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I, I support that. Yeah. Are you going to journal or anything for those four weeks? Oh, you know, I'm going to like do like naked finger painting. I was going to say art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to do math? Sorry for my pitch. <laughs> do math. No, I'm probably going to, I don't know what I'll do. I mean, I've never been very productive when I, like I've tried to write when I've been like super high on, on various um, substances and it's never really worked for me, but I'll definitely journal afterwards. I think that's a part of the protocol. Right on. So you have to like, you know, sit down and like sort of process by actually, you know, taking, taking notes. Yeah. Wait, do you write high? I, I do everything. Everything's high, high right? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I, yeah. I, um, first drafts and middle drafts, I can be high, but I can't be high for every single draft of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need alt perspective. Write high, yeah. edit sober. Is that what it is? I mean, that's what I, I don't, I don't Someone's, really write high who's either. The guy? But... Someone was like, drink, write. Write drunk, edit sober. Or so, it was like something, it's something similar. There's like a famous. <laughs> Hemingway, I'm going to say. Someone said something. Ernest Hang Hemingway. out, eat a snack. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Don't actually write it. Instead, play more Candy Crush. Is that the saying? E- maybe. Maybe so. I'm doing a thing right now where I'm, I'm taking a storytelling class and instead of actually writing, and I wanted to talk to you about how you do your comedy because the, this is something that I've seen you do for your work is that you'll just write down like a key word yeah. for like all of your bits and in telling these stories instead of like writing out a script, which I would normally do if I'm like getting on stage mm-hmm. as an actor, I'm just writing down the key words for the parts of my story. And it's been really cool. And it's unlocked kind of like a new way of for me to um, tell a story. So how what's your what's your process, Rachel? Um, In terms of writing? Like writing high and then like how do you... What you, um, what's your notebook look like? So I, my style, I really love setup punchline. I'm obsessed with words. I'm a dad joke queen. Like <laughs> I'm puns. I'm like, I think in, in jokes, like I'm the girl at the grocery store where, you know, the checkout person says something and I'm like, here's where I'm going to interject, like my, <laughs> yeah. you know, jokers. So it's like, I'm never not on, if that makes sense. Like that's how my brain work so like jokes just will come to me mm-hmm. um but every day like I really like Twitter Twitter's been an asset to me so Twitter short form writing and to me the whole point of a joke is to get to the punchline the quickest way you can with the shortest amount of words mm-hmm. right so I'm obsessed with one-liners memes memes really helped me with writing which yeah. I didn't realize for years before I got into stand-up I was writing short form joke writing mm-hmm. um and so For me, I get on Twitter every day and kind of use that as a tool and like I'll gauge based off like my reaction on there and we'll try to incorporate that. Um, 
I also like to just go to open mics and just riff. Yeah. Um, I like to, you know, and, or like I have premises for days written down in my phone about things that I, I want to talk about. There's things in my life that like are really heavy and dark that I like there will be a level that I'll get to in my comedy where I'll be able to make that funny. So that's like the ultimate goal. But for right now, it's just like, you know, jokes about anything and everything. And hopefully, um, you know, I can find the things that happen to me in my life and make them funny or find the funny in it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just write every day. Um, but yeah. Are you, your boyfriend's a comedian. Yeah. Do you guys work on stuff together at home? Yeah. You do? Yeah. He's his process, like he listens to his stand up religiously. He very much like um, you know, he's been doing it for fifteen years. He's like a comedy ninja, very much a nerd, you know, like in term <laughs> and it's good because I kind of have like a built in mentor and you know, he'll watch me on stage and he'll be like, Oh, you reached a new level tonight. Like this, you know, like so I get really good constant feedback. Um, and he's just like really, um, you know, like he's really good with jokes as well. So it's like, um, yeah, it's just like really good to have that in my life. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've seen some other like comedy mentors come through too, like you and Joey. Yeah. Diaz. Uncle Joey is, is, uh, you know, been, been, you know, like supportive of me very early on in, in my stand up I got to open for Christina P recently and she's so cool and like yeah just it's really um important to have mentors in this mm -hmm. and people to remind you that um you know you're going through a, a very human experience in this comedy journey and you got to take care of your mind because ultimately that's what's going to make you a better performer because fuck yeah. yeah what's yeah. happening next for you i mean you know i i don't know how much i can talk about what i'm working on so i, I can't really mention it but i am a part of uh a new show coming out i'm very stoked about it would it be uh, correct to call you an agent of chaos <laughs> in this yeah you can definitely i guess you could refer to me as that um <laughs> i consider myself that um <laughs> But um, I'm having the best time. I really am finding my groove. I really love pranks. I love pranking people. Um, I love physical comedy. I never really, I kind of like never, I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't realize how much I of it I had in me and how much, but it makes sense. I love stunts. Um, it's kind of interesting the way I enjoy hurting myself um, <laughs> for people's entertainment, but it does make sense. And I, it really, in a sick way, I found that it helps my depression. And I, I understand, uh. I hate to say it, but I understand why people cut and why people physically hurt themselves because it is a release from the heaviness. And when I, the days I'm on set and I'm working and I'm doing my thing, I really feel like I'm in my place. I'm in my element. Like here's, why I'm meant to be on this earth. And like, honestly, that really is like the ultimate relief of the anxiety and depression because you don't question why you're here or where you're going. And that's what anxiety and depression is, is like fear of the past and fear of the present. Mm -hmm. Damn. Do you, feel, you really feel like you're on your path right now? Yeah. I at least know that uh, there are things that I enjoy in this world and I can make money off that. That's it. That's the fucking that's, dream. That's everything. I mean, God, just do like what you're what, good at Having for money. a purpose, you yeah. know, at least because what? We live in a capitalist society. And until that point where <laughs> we don't place money on value and things like, which is, you know, the way we live in, you know, but. And I, I like things. Can I just say, I like things. Yeah. You like stuff? Stuff is pretty fun to have. I just, I was like, you know, I was just that day when I was laying in bed be before Knoxville reached out to me, you know, it's just like. Ugh, that feeling of like, what am I doing here? You know, yeah. and I know that that could happen again. Obviously, it can happen many times over. But I think there'll always be a part of me that's like, well, I know I'm here to entertain and be funny. And like, at least that I know that I can do that. And I think that I was just watching everyone around me kind of figure out their purpose. And that's really hard when you're in your 30s and like there's so much pressure to like 
get to that point. Like mm-hmm. my parents, the pressure, you know, since even high school to just be like, figure it out. And it was like, I was not figuring it out, you know, but yeah. I think I'm figuring it out. You are figuring it out. Yeah. It sounds like you also took your own advice the whole, your whole life. You've kind of just like listened to yourself and done that. I, well, there was, that's the rebellious side of me. I think like, even as a kid, I just didn't like to be told what to do. I still don't. Um, and I think there's like a trust in that for everyone. You know, there's there's some things where people and will tell you what to do. And I will listen to that because I trust what they have to say. And I'm not saying I don't trust my parents. Obviously, they have my best interests. But I think it's how you tell people how to do things. Yeah. Um, like when you got your face painted to do the uh, scorpion. How, yeah. What what did that look like for them? It was like, hey, we're going to just get you in makeup. And then it was like, oh, and I'm wearing stripes. Oh, that okay. So that was two different. There was one with the... Oh, that line. was the, the shocker. The, Sorry. The, the taser. The taser. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was the question? <laughs> what was that like to like not know what was about to happen? We'd be like, okay, hey, so put this on. So they called me before the scorpion bit and the taser bit. And oh, they good. asked me if I would be down. But initially, they asked if I would get bit in the face by the snake, what poopies did. Oh, and wow. I said yes. Oh, and they were like, uh, came back to me, and they were concerned that it could cause some permanent damage, which was kind of like any kind of permanent damage to my face. I was, I was always kind of, I don't know if I would do that. Mm-hmm. I'm down to get hurt for sure, scars wherever, I, you know, anywhere else. But uh, they, th- they were like, how about a taser? And I was like, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Wild. Um, yeah. Damn. Do you want to do Cream Corner and Buzz of the Week? Yeah. And I have one more question for you, though, because yeah. I really want to talk about your DMs because you're so <laughs> funny about the DMs that you get from absolute lunatics who slide on in there and say crazy shit to you. I mean, what girl has not received like an unwanted DM? Um, I'm not saying these aren't unwanted. I mean, listen, I've, 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 you know, like this is a part of accepting the world we live in where people can just send you anything and everything. So, uh, yeah, I was just really inspired by the, the humbleness and humility, uh, that comes from my direct messages. So it's fantastic. I, I keep it anonymous out of respect, um, for the person. And because I don't want it to be like, Oh, attack this person. It's really the jokes on me. And, um, I do love, the DMs. I get some really good ones, wholesome ones, mostly dirty. Most want to see my butthole. Uh. Um, <laughs> What's the ratio of feet to butthole? So many feet. Like literally, I, there's like an account that's like just feet pics, and they were like, "Okay, not to be weird. Like, how much are you willing to sell for your feet? Are your feet on there? Your feet? I'm on Wikipedia. Hell yeah. Um, and honestly, like, Congrats. yeah. Listen, before if you ever book a movie or a TV show and like stuff's about to pop off, don't just worry about anything racist or sexist you might have from your past go through your feet pictures like I wasn't even thinking like <laughs> go down and like look at like because I lived in Florida that's just feet pick central for these people sandals at weddings I'm telling just bare feet like all day every day and so yeah I'm on Wikipedia now and I have a pretty high rating and I'm pretty proud of that so yeah it's a step gotta cleanse that foot timeline yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm on buttholepedia. Yeah. So yeah, that's Good really cool. Look at yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's our cream corner this week, Mike? Well, um, I had a couple of things I wanted to shout out because it's uh, Thanksgiving time. Yeah. We got a DM that said, yo, I want to grind up those sumo snacks and use them in my Thanksgiving food. Mm. And so I started thinking about all the ways you could do a Thanksgiving meal. So that's my creamy corner. Your creamy corner is with sumo snacks? Yeah, because like ultimately you could take something spicy like a chili limon and put it on top of mashed potatoes with a little bit of butter. Yep. You could take which ones? The snazzlos, the the spicy onion snazzlos. Spicy onion snazzlos. Top some green bean casserole with these babies mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying friend of the pod smoke sip saver our friend rachel burkons just did a cheese ball where she covered a whole cheese ball with a um powdered sumo that Ooh. looked freaking delicious that i really want to try stuffing oh hell yes oh that would be really good mm-hmm. stuffing is the best part of thanksgiving mm-hmm. also by the way and then uh i want a seven layer dip with the salsa verde babies mm-hmm. um if you were going oh, to yes. a party would you bring it what would you bring to a thanksgiving dinner are you bringing a dip, an app, drinks? Charcuterie. Charcuterie. I'm going to bring um, a bunch of different joints with the um, strain marked on the crutch. I love that. 
um, for everyone. And then I'm going to bring, um, wait, what was the question? Like what what's, your go-to, <laughs> what's your go-to bring, your shareable? Oh, I love making a green bean casserole. Straight up. And like the old, like just the basic, you know, the recipe. I was actually reading because it was invented by, I think, someone working for Campbell's Soup. Like the official mushroom soup into the green beans recipe was created by Campbell's. And that's it. It's just mushroom soup and green beans and you're, you're, you know, you're delicious topping. In my <laughs> case, it would be sumo. Yeah. Um, or I always like making those jade dumplings too. Totally. Yeah. Wait, do you think you could use cream of mushroom because it's a soup base? Do you think you could use cream of mushroom soup in ramen and make like a make like some kind of ramen broth in it because you would have the depth from the mushrooms and then for like you could sprinkle some sumo on top like a chili verde or something and sit it. That sounds insane, but I'm down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck those are good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> have you tried the Uncle Snoops? You can or cannot it's up to you yeah i want to but i i have to go to a mic in a show and i normally reserve edibles for like nighttime gotcha and i'm worried i'm just gonna fall asleep so what's your food situation what are you into right now we'll send you with some dude i just like thank you i i love uh, thank you i love uncle snoop um i've always (laughs) wanted an uncle and um i um my food situation i eat everything i have a problem with food and i and my problem is um I, I can't eat enough. Like I love it. <laughs> and so um I love charcuterie for depression. I found and I think I read somewhere that like small pieces of food is really good for when you cause like when I'm depressed, I have a hard time like making decisions and like what to eat can be like a math equation. <laughs> right. It takes all day. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah, so like that's like my go-to because I love like um, apples, like green apples and, um, you know, those mini peppers are very crunchy because I'm a texture person and like Trader Joe's has the best snacks and dip in my opinion. Um, so except for their quinoa tortillas, you don't, love which them. we have discovered taste, taste like, uh, um, yeah, and I'm a sharp cheddar person in case anyone on your mm-hmm. podcast was wondering, look up um, her PO box under some blocks, just like Vermont <laughs> cheddar, like straight up in mm-hmm. my veins, some so, Dubliner. Yeah. And then. You know, just like a Italian. I love Italian. Have you had the salmon dip at Trader Joe's? No. Have you had the blue cheese and walnut dip at Trader Joe's? What? No. The buffalo, you, I've had the vegan buffalo dip. How's the vegan buffalo? So fire. Really? And they have like also a eggplant like tapenade or some kind of like eggplant. It's not refrigerated, but it's like in a jar that looks like it should be in a salsa jar. So fire. Rachel, I ate a spoonful of it last night straight out of the fucking fridge. I will text you a picture after this to show you the one third left of eggplant tapenade from Trader Joe's in my fridge right now. Wow. Synchronicity, baby. Damn. Yeah. That's real. Eggplant we're like synchronicity. Snack, we're like snack twin flames. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cool tarot card. <laughs> well, that's a good place for Buds of the Week. Yeah, it is. Buds right here. Yeah. Uh, Buds of the Week is every week we just shout out a person or a place or a thing, something that uh, our listeners should check out because you think it's really cool. Um, so do you want to go first or second this week? Are you ready to go? Yeah, I am ready to okay. go. Okay. And then... Um, if you don't have one in your head yet, okay, I'm thinking. it's coming your way. Um, my butt of the week this week. Actually, I want them to come on the pod. So this is also kind of a you know, uh-huh. sneaky way. Uh, Dante Jordan. Dante oh, yeah. underscore Jordan. He's a writer. Uh, he's a really, really cool world traveler at this point who does a lot of like great blogs about traveling. And the reason is because on his Instagram story, um, he just started talking about how he's playing basketball again. And he got me really excited to like get back into playing sports because he was talking about how he was going down and there was a defender behind him, one in front of him, and he juked them both and hit the fucking layup. And he was like, I'm back, baby. And I was like, damn, I want to be back. So uh, shout out to Dante for being some good inspo to stay healthy and get strong. What an awesome butt of the week. Yeah. Uh, my butt of the week is our friend Abdullah Saeed at I'm Your Kid on Instagram because Abdullah just uh, wrote a pilot that got picked up. It's called Delhi Boys and it's with uh, As- Asif Ali, Alfie Fuller, a bunch of other folks are like signing on, and um, Jenny Connor is uh, producing. And uh, no, hang on a second. Uh, the pilot was written by Abdullah, will be directed and executive produced by Nisha Ganatra. Yeah, it's just like a really freaking amazing uh project and i'm so stoked that it got picked up and i can't wait to see it it sounds fantastic so congratulations to abdullah who's also judging the emerald cup coming up he's got all sorts of cool shit going on on his instagram give him a follow i'm your kid 
Okay, I want to shout out this girl from uh, Crystal by Design. She's the founder and designer of Shop Canicates. If you don't follow them, you should. It they're amazing. She takes like basically Altoidkins and themes them different um, themes and puts little basically everything you need in a kit. Um, this is a Lego themed one. Um, you know, so cute. A little stash. She's been doing it for years. I've been a fan of hers on Twitter. And uh, I got, I forget what theme one I got, maybe like a Mean Girls one. Um, but yeah, go to her Etsy website and it's the holidays coming up. So Heck yes. um, yeah, I just want to show her some love. Cute. That's yeah. a really good butt of the week. That's awesome. I, that. I know I'm high because I just like shoved an entire sour candy into my mouth just now and then realized it was a terrible idea because <laughs> oh, we're still recording. Do you have another one? Um, I got some Twizzlers. <laughs> that's a perfect way to wrap up well, good place to wrap heck yeah <laughs> oh what are you well you changed your handle so that it's um all the things so well, what is your where do people find you now here's the asmr yeah um that's sorry mark <laughs> okay so mark's jacking off on the table <laughs> <of that. laughs> okay so <laughs> he gave a thumbs up um <laughs> where am i i'm everywhere but mostly on drugs I um <laughs> no um I'm Rachel Wolfson on Instagram mm-hmm. and then on Twitter Wolfie Comedy TikTok Wolfie Comedy everything else pretty much Wolfie Comedy um and yeah just like stay perched that's awesome <laughs> I love that fuck yes yeah, stay fucking perched follow us at weed and grub on Instagram email us wg at weed and grub com send whisk pics uh, questions quotes pictures of your dogs all the things Thanksgiving pics Thanksgiving pics show us your friends giving or your Thanksgiving meals and um, we've got some cool stuff coming up pretty soon that we'll be announcing we're gonna be uh, in San Francisco in February get your tickets for the SF Sketch Fest yeah come to Sketch Fest y'all San Francisco Um. yeah anything else Mike yeah last thing um, send me pictures of or videos of your dogs eating puppuccinos. I'm really enjoying that lately. I've been going to Starbucks every morning just to get out of my house, seeing a lot of dogs eating a lot of puppuccinos. It really brightens the day. So send me puppuccino videos. That's adorable. Puppuccinos are the cutest. And also pup patties. You can get uh, pup patties at a lot of places too. I love a place that caters to a dog. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.